This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 324 for the week of Wednesday the 30th of May, 2018. I'm Eddie, and with me tonight are... Adam. Ben. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the SH Figure Arts Tenshien, and the discussion topic is a breakdown of the Marvel Legends Deadpool Sasquatch Builder Figure Wave. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a, another fantastic episode of Action Figure Blues. So, everyone, how are we doing today? Hello. I'm well. Yeah, I'm good. How are you, Eddie? <laughs> I'm have you been, have you been drinking? Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I am intoxicated on our topic for tonight. Oh. Uh, very excited to get to it. <laughs> cover so i hope you guys are as enthusiastic as me this week uh internally berserk i'm intoxicated on adam yes and adam it's been a while since i've had a chance to chat with you so how have you been i've been pretty good you know um i have a new job lined up um really which will be exciting yeah so it'll be exciting um it was all our fantastic well wishes that got you over the line for that (laughs) it was that's it yeah uh, and you're you're speedy what, letting us know as well that they were affected. Yeah, <laughs> not that Absolutely. I'm aware. Yeah, no, 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 you would never be better. No, no way. You're like the lemon. You're, you're the lemon and lime part of the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's the Ben's the sugar and Eddie's the alcohol, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, there's that. Um, I had my half marathon on the weekend and set my second best half marathon time ever, which was pretty good. Um, and then found out that I, I don't have pads on two of my toes um, due to blistering, but that's awesome. <laughs> that, that'll pass. Um, and, yeah, that's about it at the moment. Oh, well, congrats on the new job. Huh. Bad luck on the pads. Yeah. Eh, you can't have it. They'll grow back. No. Yeah. yeah. You, you pr- quite possibly are the healthiest toy reviewer going around. That's right. I, 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 w- I would think you'd be in the top percentile there. Oh, I'd um, say so, yes. I, I think that might be true until you, yeah, until you see my diet, maybe. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason I do all that running. <laughs> uh, and what about you, Ben? How you been? Not too bad. Not too bad. Very busy at work. And on the weekend, my uh, ever-faithful multifunction device at home died. My trusty printer scanner that I've had for ages. And it was just everything was starting yeah. to break down. And I know you're going to find this hard to believe, Scotty, and uh, you know, being the OCD uh, that I am. But uh, I went to Officeworks and I just bought a new one and I didn't do any research. I just went in there and I just, I just don't care. I just, I don't it's, it's just got a... It's just I, I just I just got to print stuff, man. And yeah, but you just, had the spreadsheet on your phone that you were referring to, right? To... No, no, no. Oh, I started looking. 
Yeah, you I couldn't started. print one out because he's printed That's, right. <laughs> That's why I said it's on his phone. You don't need to print things out anymore. Okay, wait, hold uh, on. What, what needs printing anymore? Oh, all sorts of stuff when you've got young children who have assignments and all that oh, sort true, of stuff. But Resignation letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I take a, a copy of all the restraining orders. Bullying complaints. Yes. <laughs> Stuff, but yeah, a twelve-year-old in a office work shirt came up. You know, like the the pimply-faced kid from The Simpsons. It's like, can I help you? I was like, I need a new printer thingy thing, and they're like, oh, well, this one's really good, and this one's. Really good. It's like I just I don't care, and it's just going to end up costing me a fortune to buy cartridges and stuff anyway. So yeah, I just don't care. I was in uh, Office Works, and uh, for those not in Australia, it's a as it sounds is a big uh, office supply chain store and this was a couple of years ago when you still used to sign uh, credit card receipts and that and the pen at the cashier's desk had run out and they were <laughs> frantically looking around for a pen behind the desk to use. Was like, there are bins of them here. Can we just grab one of these? So did you buy one of those hundred packs, you know, for 59 cents and then open it and give them one or... No, they even just had, like, looks like, ten, like uh, impulse buys that they have there, like candy bars at supermarkets yes. and that, but they were still digging through the drawer on the other side. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought Officeworks was a strip train. <laughs> yeah, that's the other one. All the, all the ones where I live have strippers. Uh, so that was the excitement of my week. Uh, mm. And what about you, Mr. Scotty? How you been? Uh, very good, thank you. I am currently in lovely Brisbane, um, and I had this amazing experience uh, today. I was working with our vendor up here, and it's not far away from my hotel, and so I decided just to walk back to the hotel, and a really good friend of mine who um, uh, I've been on the board of a nonprofit with for ages that meets up here, texted me and said, hey, I'm just in Brisbane at the moment, thinking of all the laughs that we've had here. And I was like, wait, <laughs> you're in Brisbane? Yeah. <laughs> Where in Brisbane? And she said the name of the the place she was at. And I was like, I've never heard of that. And then I looked up and I was literally standing right in and <laughs> I was just like, and I was like, how about coffee? And so five minutes after she texted me, we're sitting there having coffee. It was amazing. So, yeah, I know. So I had a really nice awesome... Word afternoon it's nice when those kind of things happen it's a really it's a really funny thing because we both live in melbourne but we hardly ever see each other in melbourne we mm. yeah because yeah. we often catch up up here because we come up for these meetings and stuff and that sort of thing so i was like this is just like us you know it's kind of way too pedestrian to actually organize to meet <laughs> in the place where we both live we just spontaneously run into each other in a place where neither of us live so mm. um so, but yeah, no, I'm good. It's all happening. Uh, my eldest, of course, is in year 12, and she's um, a very serious studier. So I had a yeah. very long chat with her tonight because she did a, a assessment, and she was outraged by the length and complexity of it and having justice <laughs> issues, and I'm sure she did really well. Um, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's funny. She's a, a bit of a page out of Ben's book, sees the world in a rather black and white way sometimes. Hey, um, <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> and I'm like, look, this is great preparation for university because every exam that you do will be a shock and a trauma. Um, oh, yeah. 
and so you might as well just get used to it. I remember my yeah. favorite my favorite uni exam actually was one where the lecturer went through and was like, so there's going to be two questions on this, a question on this, no questions on this, blah, blah, blah. And because the guy was such a <clears throat> unprintable, um, mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'm just going to read up on that thing that he said there's no questions on, just to be sure. Anyway, get to the exam, two questions on no. that. <laughs> the, there was audible yeah. swearing from people going, what the? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean I didn't I didn't know two questions for stuff like that, but I knew enough to kind of fake it. But joke. <laughs> anyway, uh, that is cruel. Yeah, well, it was it wasn't it wasn't dishonest. It was just complete disorganization. But this guy, this yeah, this is this has gone back quite a while. I don't think Eddie was even born, and um, <laughs> you know, like he used to come to lectures and take out the this like you know folded, wrinkled, um, disintegrating sheets of yellow legal pad. And smooth them out and read from back. Mm. And the, that that was his lecture. So it's going back a while. <laughs> Did I mention yeah. that we went to university <laughs> barefoot in the snow? <laughs> what about old. you, Mr. Reddy? What's news? I, <laughs> I am I am very hey, good. Uh, sorry, I was just thinking about a uni lecturer that I had that might have <laughs> given uh, Scotty's one a run for his money, but that <laughs> he's almost a whole two-hour podcast in itself. So the one that taught you, <laughs> uh, the one that taught you grammar. Oh well, yeah, like just to, one like story from it was that he yeah. was uh, extremely narcoleptic. So we would just take lunch when he would fall asleep in class and then <laughs> just reposition ourselves an hour or so later and wait for him to re-wake up again. But that was only oh, one awesome. <laughs> one weird part of uh, him. But um, I've been having a fantastic time. I don't think I've uh, been able to talk about it on the show for a while, but I'm doing a musical again for the first time in Ooh. a long time, which means that I'm doing vocal training and choreography and all Things that now I am in my early 30s, my body does not want to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I am feeling extremely unfit and Tell crazy. Tell us more about is. how old you are, Annie. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm in my Jesus years. I'm, get, I'm getting up there. I'm in between 30 and 33. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Um, Jesus years. Uh, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I also, I do need to give uh, some thanks out because uh, not only am I an action figure fan, but I am a massive comic book fan and I have a a huge uh, reputation, uh, shall we say, for being a Deadpool fan and uh, knowing certain people and having this reputation, I got a lovely invite from 20th Century Fox uh, Australia to attend a special advanced screening of Deadpool 2 and they wine and dine and set out beer and popcorn and food and gave me masks and specially designed flavoured cans of V and all sorts of things. Yeah, and the thing is, is like yeah. it's Deadpool and it's me. I'm going to come out loving it. Like I'm the person that you least need to actually roll out. Yeah, that's <laughs> <your> thing. <laughs> impressed too. I already had my ticket booked for like an actual sort of fan advance screening with that tickets were eligible for for the next night. Uh, <laughs> so I was already locked and loaded. They had me already. <laughs> I don't know why I was the one, but. 
uh, you know, it is always nice when you're such a fan of something that it does get acknowledged in a certain way. And yeah. they did a good uh, spread through there. So thank you, 20th Century Fox Australia, for that. And, yeah, it was a good film. I enjoyed it. So oh, definitely. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Well done. Mm. And what about acquisitions? Aside from what we're talking about here tonight, have you guys been participating in the toy hunt? Uh, I, I don't even know who makes it. I, I just kind of grabbed it when I saw it. But I picked up the uh, the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, whatever the new one is. The uh, not the not the Super T Rex or the Colossal T Rex, but the Super Colossal T Rex. Oh yeah. yeah, it must be pretty yeah. big. So yeah. not quite life size, but uh, it's a it's a pretty hefty <laughs> toy. Super Colossal. Super Colossal T Rex. Yeah. Wow. Can you ride it? Can you what was that? Ride it. You know, is it big enough that you can ride it or <laughs> it's um it's it's a fair <laughs> size. I was actually really impressed. Because um, uh, it's like it's so big the tail comes separate in order to keep the packaging size down, but even the packaging is pretty darn big. So yeah. I've actually seen a lot of people picking this figure up. Uh, for a number of reasons, a couple I've seen have been uh, doing customs and creating their own version of Devil Dinosaur from Marvel, and uh, others are actually using it because it scales pretty well uh, with six-inch figures, and I've seen it added to Batcave dioramas. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a lot being posed with Batman. And it is that sort of big enough you can put basically a six-inch figure in the mouth sort of as if it's yeah, about to close yeah. on. Uh, yeah, well, it, it is super colossal, you know. It's right yeah. there on the box. I am still waiting for a Devil Dinosaur or a Moon Boy movie. Yeah, well, I'd just like a Moon Boy action figure, so. Mm. Well, they, they did one. It was just non-articulated, and you had to buy an expensive San Diego collector set. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Three feet yeah. long with working jaws. Mm. Wow. And what yeah. about you, Mr. Scott? Well, um. Anyone who has been following my um, Warner Brothers mystery mini exploits, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> would, would you like to buy 700 Bugs Bunnies? No. Um, <laughs> the, uh, we'll know that I've, it's been a bit of an exercise in frustration because there's so many of them. And so I'm kind of just uh, kind of looking on eBay for the ones that I would really like that I don't have. But today I was in Brisbane and I was in uh, Zing. And the only the only thing I've been able to work out from the good old box fondle um, is the ones that, that there's a few smallish ones that bounce differently when you shake them. And so, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say throw it on the floor in the shop. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I, th- there may be a reason why I can't go to a certain zing anymore, but um, the uh, uh, so. They anyway, so I got I just bought one because I was like, oh, this feels like one that's either going to be a Jerry, which I have, but which my daughter wants, so I would happily have another Jerry, or the uh, it, it could have been Marvin the Martian, which there are a billion Marvin the Martians, one in six, or it could have been the Jetsons Elroy, which I've not seen anywhere and which goes for like ridiculous prices on eBay. I do not understand, and anyway, it was Elroy. Yay! I know. I was like, wow, I can't believe that this actually, you know, worked. So (laughs) I'm very, I'm very happy. Um, And now, you know, if I, at times ever get truly desperate, I've got a little nest egg. Um, (laughs) 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 His boy, Alroy. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's about it. No. What about you, Miss Reddy? Uh, well, I've just been getting like boxes and boxes of waves coming in. It seems oh, yeah, like it's mm. <laughs> always hit at the one time. But apart from uh, main cases of Marvel Legends, I've also uh, got in some items I picked up on sale at Amazon, which was a 12-inch Thor and 12-inch Hulk, uh, which are both fantastic detailed and huge figures. Uh, and I got my Revoltech Carnage in, and I'm not a big Symbiote fan, but this figure's just crazy insane and has a billion little holes to put uh, sort of those Symbiote tendrils and things coming mm. off him and position in different ways that uh, just, if you count those points as articulation, <laughs> uh, it's just insane the amount of articulation points this figure has. So he's definitely a cool one to have on the desk and play around with a, uh, eight Ooh. bits and, and also, um, uh, Ben as well, you might've talked about this, uh, since I was last on, but, uh, the Gamorrean guard figures and no, uh, I haven't, but yes, and yes, and yes. That's a, speaking of greatly detailed, uh, figures with some surprise articulations. Those, those yeah. pig guards are fantastic. Yeah. They're a win. Even though I ordered mine before yours and yours somehow arrived a few days. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. Yes, but to be fair, the justification was there in that uh, it was my birthday and they arrived on my birthday and I'd also forgotten that I'd pre-ordered them. So, <laughs> so that was go. pretty cool going, I, I don't know what's in this box. What What is this box? I don't remember ordering it. And then, oh my God, this is awesome. A uh, present from past Ben. That's, <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm. Uh, well, if anyone else doesn't have anything else to add, uh, oh Adam, goodness. I'm assuming that you you double naturally negative. didn't go on the hunt. <laughs> Don't no. call Adam a double negative. <laughs> I certainly wasn't. <laughs> Damn it. I wish I was a double negative. Then it would be a yes. Oh, darling, I'll yeah. call you a double negative if you want to. Just call me later. <laughs> and I'm getting to Charlie. Yes! It's going to be one of those shows, people. Buckle yeah, I up. think so. Buckle up. I'll bring it out Well, if there is nothing else to add, we'll be back with a toy of the week. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues with the promo code BREACH10. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns to look at one toy or collectible in detail. This might be a new release, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. Now, Adam, you have the Toy of the Week, so over to you. Thank you, Eddie. So my Toy of the Week this week is the SH Figure Arts Tension Hunt. 
Uh, Tenshin Han is a big chrome dome baldy from the Dragon Ball Z universe. Um, <laughs> first appears in Dragon Ball. Um, yes. In the manga, he appears uh, only at the Budokai, so the second Budokai Goku and friends participate in. In the anime, he shows up just before that when Goku's doing some kind of running around in a forest or something from memory. Correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong, guys. Um so, I, I uh, in terms of, you disagree? <laughs> yeah, just for fun. You think he, he first shows up in, like, that Care Bears Transformers crossover? That was my favourite. Yeah. See, I, I could, couldn't understand why everybody loved this guy because, um, you know, I, I came late to Dragon Ball and started right from the very beginning. And when he's first introduced, he's a villain. Uh, yeah. And he's actually a, a villain for quite some time. And I'm like, man, this guy's a bit of an ass. I don't understand why everybody likes him so much. Yeah, so in the manga, he starts off as, um, well, he only appears at the Budokai, so he's a villain for that, and then he's basically almost automatically flips um, in the next saga. So, you know, he he's not really a bad guy for, for so long. He's a bit like Zangief, you know, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you are a bad guy. <laughs> um, uh, I'm here all week if anyone wants to hire me. Um, <laughs> try the veal. If, yeah, you've got a few weeks left to try and do that. I thought you had a job. No? I do, but, you know, I haven't started it yet. Oh, you could be gazumped. Yeah. Who knows? Interesting. Gazumped a different Street Fighter character? Yeah. <laughs> um, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Too many syllables. Um. <laughs> so, um, back to attention, hun. Um, so, for those that don't know what uh, what I'm talking about, this is, um, or in terms of the, the aesthetic, so... Tenshin Han has uh, three eyes. Um, one eye, I assume, is meant to be like a reference to the, the third eye, and Tenshin Han's is, is wide open there and fully functional. Um, he is uh, shirtless, as all good Tenshin Han's should be. Uh, he's wearing his, you know, classical green pants, red belt, um, his uh, black kind of boot covering things, and his boot slash shoes at the bottom, and he's got his wrist guards on. Um so he's also got the um, the scar across the chest, and it actually goes just up onto his right shoulder as well, which is kind of cool because it's a detail you would not necessarily see all the time. Um, and so based on all of that, you can clearly place him at, at least the start of the Saiyan saga. Um, he's extremely ripped, and I would suggest that probably actually puts him a bit more kind of android saga in terms of the look. Um so that's all good. He's got plenty of articulation. So he's basically up there with most of the modern uh, Dragon Ball Z figure arts. He's got the the um, butterfly shoulder setup. He's got the he's got a, um, a sh- uh, another point of articulation at the top of the bicep going into the shoulder. He's got a double jointed elbow. Um, hands obviously are kind of a ball joint because they just come out. Are they ball joint? Yes, they are. So they they come out. Um, double jointed neck, so one ball joint at the top and bottom. He has his um, tor- mid torso cut and ball joint, uh, along with the that's no, that's ball jointed ball joint at the waist. He has the uh, hyper articulated crotch, um, <laughs> which actually in this figure, I know I've said on some of the other ones, um, it looks a bit dicky where you have this. Bit of uh, green plastic uh, that comes out uh, between. Boom, boom. Yep. See what you did there. Yep. Where you have all the, the. Yes. Ben's t- just catching up. 
<laughs> which is kind of funny considering I'm the one in the, the time zone that's behind the rest. But anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's got that thing where the, there's a piece of plastic that kind of comes out between the T-piece crotch area and the actual um, hip joint, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, it does look a bit odd normally, but because he's got a big, strong legs, he's a healthy lad. It um, actually hides that a lot better than the guys that wear um, kind of skin-tight spandex and you can see it quite clearly when you uh, try and lift their legs up to the side. So it's got that set up anyway. Um, he has uh, double-jointed knee with um, wonderful sculpting over where his kneecap would be, so it's still a sculpted pant. Uh, and then the foot articulation is a standard ball joint at the um, ankle point and uh, a a um, hinge joint on the toe. So it still has some of that problem where the boot, top of the boot itself doesn't rotate. But on this figure, it's pretty much, it's fairly even around and so you don't notice it that much. The part where some of this articulation does look bad is not in the crotch this time. It's actually um, the point where the shoulders come out. So the butterfly shoulders aspect, um, you either end up with, if you have tension hands, um, actual shoulders, shoulders down a bit. He has this kind of gap between where his, uh, his necks, the top of his, the muscles that slope down, where they like, oh, God, this is going to show I don't know anything about actually doing exercise. Um, <laughs> deltoids or traps or something, yeah. you know, yep. The deltoids um, meet, meet the traps. Yep, so where that happens, um, you actually get a gap from there down to the top of the shoulders if you pull just pull his arms down. If you put them up, it's just then shoulders bulge out from that, which doesn't look quite natural. To actually, if you butterfly his, um, his, or extend the butterfly mechanism fully, then that actually looks quite good, but his arms are all hunched in and you can't actually pose him very well. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit disappointing aesthetically. It's a bit like um, some of the old Toy Biz Marvel Legends where he's yeah. in his but fuck, did some of them ugly. It's kind of like got the Marvel Legends Falcon thing happening. Yeah, like, yeah, you could do just about any pose you wanted with it, but God, why did you want to do it in the first place? Mm. So that's a slight letdown. Um, the paints are actually all really good. So obviously the wristbands have some paint on it. There's a, a wash in his scar slash on his chest. Um, the pants are... Basically, there's a, a variety of shades of green washed over it. And that's really all the paintwork that's on there, apart from, you know, the facial areas, which I'm not convinced that those aren't just decaled on somehow. So uh, that would explain why they're all very well done. When we talk about um, figure arts, we also talk about the swap outs. Um, this is no exception. Because Tenshin Han is a chrome dome, um, you don't get different portraits just as a, a swap out face you get a whole new head so he comes by default with kind of uh you know the neutral face um he has a swap out smirk face with a couple of bulging veins on it he has uh, another shouting yelling key attack type face with a bulging vein and he has a uh, angry cheese off face with bulging veins <laughs> um, that one's that one's interesting because I think if it didn't have the bulging veins, you would potentially consider that might just be embarrassment. Um, the other way thing that's a bit of a giveaway is he doesn't have uh, embarrassment cheeks. So um, for those that are, are not familiar with 
anime shows, typically um, that's done with kind of diagonal lines and a bit of reddish hue across the cheeks rather than just a straight line under the eye to show that there's a, a cheekbone there. Um, so that's one of your standard kind of swap outs. This, much like um, Krillin, and uh, I think Nappa might have had this as well, has the, the little headstand thing, like it's a little flat piece of plastic with a peg that comes out of it to put your swap out head on. Um, I've actually found that a complete and utter pain in the ass to deal with on the other figures. I'm not in a position where I'm going to be setting up a display of Tension Hunt anytime soon, so I'm not playing around with the different portraits. And so I'm, I'm avoiding playing with that particular fun game again because it gives me the shits. Um, <laughs> so what it is is um, there's essentially the ball joint that the, the neck ball joint fits into. So there's a little um, class for that. Then there's like a little um, rectangular peg hole and that's where you put this weird thing onto. And I'm sure it's there so that when you when the thing is shipped, that the rounded heads don't just roll around in the tray and either go everywhere or be looking anywhere but directly towards the person so that when you have it on display in a store, they can actually see what all those portraits are. But, yeah, it's just painful. Um, the other swap outs that you expect with a figure art are hands. So in this case, he comes equipped with default punchy hands. He has um, some grappling hands as swap outs, so one left, one right. He has uh, palms out fingers splayed, key attack hands. He has kikoho hands, which is the uh, the key cannon that he fires off. And he has um, another one where he's got his index on his, for his right hand, the index and middle finger extended, uh, thumb extended, and right ring finger and pinky folded in, um, which is essentially, I think that's the attack uh, finger attack hand that he has when he takes out one of the Cybermen in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, so those are all kind of fairly standard swap outs. Um, they are all representative of the character, so they're very useful to have. The other two swap out items are things that people get a little bit excited about. So Tenshin Han's best mate, best bud in the whole show and in the whole world is uh, Chao Tzu, who's a weird little kid. <laughs> I, have, I have a feeling he's somehow, meant, he's somehow meant to be royalty or something from memory. Um but basically, he's actually thick as two bricks. Um, he struggles to count. He is actually not the best fighter in the world. He's got some useful attacks at the start of the show and doesn't really develop from there. Um, he is also pretty much a, a chrome dome, except he has one strand of hair. You can't see this because they've just painted his uh, little cap on and put a little ball on top of it. So he's a pack-in. Um, that he's a pack-in is actually fractionally disappointing in my view because it almost implies that we won't get a proper Chiaotzu as a separate figure. Um, based on his size, I'm just trying to work out how big he would actually be. He's probably about to scale, um, but he's designed so that you can attach him to Nappa's back. So to recreate the scene in Dragon Ball Z where, spoiler alert, Chiaotzu tries to, to blow himself up and take Nappa with him and fails to do so. So he has um, an articulated head and that's it. But he also comes with a little packing, which is like a little um, waistband type thing that you clip onto his at his waist uh, and has a clip that goes, um, hangs over the back of Nappa's, say, an armour um, and has like another, has essentially it's sculpted so that it will fit in snugly against Nappa. Um, so Chao Tzu is sculpted with his kind of arms and legs out like he's trying to bear hug someone 
um, that is much bigger than him and can't do it. So it's kind of cool, but it's also a little bit gimmicky. Um, I think they know for sure that they're onto a sure thing in terms of people that have uh, Napa would want this potentially, or that you know there's definitely connection point between um, Tension Hunt and Napa, and you can make it that way. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sold that it's the best thing ever. Um, the paints on it are fine. There is a fair bit of painting that would have gone into this. Um, no issues with that. They're all fairly sound colours. There's no real washes or anything to bugger up. It's just a matter of making sure you don't get bleed. So that's fine. Um, other than that, what else can we talk about? I mean, the uh, the packaging is fairly standard for a Dragon Ball Z figure arts in that you have the um, three-quarters display box. You have the uh, obligatory posing options and artwork on the front and back. Um, you have the colourful card that sits behind the figure to give it some nice background colour. You have instructions for how to play with your new dolly. Uh, you have the tray with cover or with lid that the figure comes in, so that's all fairly standard. I guess the only other thing we haven't talked about um, is the price. So for this wonderful chunk of plastic, you pay $65 US at current going rates, um, which is pretty much the original retail price. Um, I think that's fair. I think that there's going to be a slight premium paid on potentially this being a newer sculpt. Um, I think there are definitely parts that would be reused in other figures if they, have, <clears throat> if they aren't already being reused from other figures themselves. Um, obviously, you pay for different portraits and obviously you're paying for Chiaotzu. Now, I think a standard figurati price at these at this point is probably high 40s, low 50s, so you're pretty much therefore paying, I would say, 10 to 15 US for a Chiaotzu figure that does fuck all. Um, so if I was going to, if you were one of the people that said, I don't really want that, then bad luck. Um, if you're a person that does want that, then you're ecstatic. Uh, and I think that's really going to be the thing that would swing people one way or the other in terms of what kind of score they would give this, assuming that they can have other issues, uh, with their specific specimen. Um, so from my perspective, I'm fairly ambivalent. I think it's a cool pack-in. I would not be displaying my Nappa with Chiaotzu um, simply because I don't think it's the best look that I could get out of a Nappa. If I were expecting we were going to get another Chiaotzu, I would definitely not be putting Chiaotzu in that position, um, which, you know, the Z5 should have thought of at the time. Um, so, yeah, I think overall, realistically, ignoring the Chiaotzu situation, i probably give this about an 8 out of 10. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. Very hmm. nice. I, uh, I actually had no idea Chiaotzu was in this set until you started reviewing it, and I clicked on the images, so cool. that was a surprise for me, because I've always been weirded out by Chiaotzu. He just... Yeah, I came in, I never watched um, Dragon Ball. I was just from the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, so they never really explained him in Dragon Ball Z. It's just, he's this little clown guy who hangs around with this bald guy for, yeah. for some yeah. reason. And then in the original Irwin action figures, we got a Chiaotzu early on, but there was no real Tien for ages. And that's like Chiaotzu toy, no Tien. Yeah. And it becomes irrelevant fairly quickly as well. So, like, almost as quickly as Yajirobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Very nice. Scott's just like, they're just talking gibberish. I'm just 
I'm just leaving him alone. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm, you know, practically um, almost completely, totally not with this um, at all. So it's <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for the day that you get the Oolong figure arts in and Scott's going to be going, are they just punking me? Is this an actual... <laughs> Some weird little uh, dictator pig doesn't seem like anything in this. I think they're missing. What about if they ever did a King of the World? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They should. They could do it for just for us now. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Uh, very cool. Uh, well, unless anyone has any further questions or Adam has anything else to add, that should wrap things up for the Toy of the Week. And we'll be back very shortly with our discussion topic. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Why, hello there! I bet you're wondering how I got to do this discussion topic. Well, his name ring rhymes with party, and he's got a nice pair of smooth criminals down under. And we <laughs> are most definitely going to be discussing the Marvel Legends Deadpool Sasquatch wave of figures. Now, I am very excited. We've gotten Deadpool figures before in Marvel Legends, and it's gone through an interesting arc. Uh, Originally, back around uh, 2004, 2005, when we got that Wave 6 Deadpool, there were a lot of people uh, sort of wondering who this character Deadpool was. Why is he getting a Marvel Legends figure over characters such as Nightcrawler or Sabretooth, who are yet to get one? Then people were complaining that there was was just this uh, uh, two-pack from the end of the Marvel Legends line. Then we find, and they started going up in crazy prices. Then we finally got a Deadpool figure with the Juggernaut wave, and people were going ecstatic for it so much that uh, Hasbro had to put out a whole case of Deadpool figures just by themselves. And then people kept posting that they were finding them in comic shops every other week, just because the comic shop had a case of them and would just put a new one out when the old one sold. <laughs> and now people are complaining that there's too many Deadpool figures out there (laughs) being released in the world. So we've gone full circle here on the Deadpool legend spectrum, but this is the first time we're getting a whole wave based around Deadpool. And I was excited because there were rumors of certain characters that I'd kind of made up in my head more than any actual (laughs) fact. Uh, There was the rumor that the builder figure was going to be a shirtless guy in pants, which to me, uh, told me it was going to be Deadpool's arch nemesis from my favorite comic run of all time, the Joe Kelly, Joe Kelly Deadpool run, which would be T-Ray. Uh, and instead, we got the wave that we have here today. So as we go through 
I'll discuss how related I feel these character choices are to Deadpool. But uh, I, I can't help but be biased and be excited about this wave because <laughs> it is a Deadpool <laughs> wave. But uh, how are you guys feeling when this wave was announced? When it was announced or when it was in hand? Yeah, look, I, let's, I should... let's go announced at the moment and we'll get to it. Look, I, I probably have to preface this discussion by uh, apologising publicly to Eddie because um, uh, when I got my figures, we had a bit of a, an exchange and I think I can probably summarise my contribution to uh, I never need another fucking Deadpool figure ever. Um, and, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I offended Eddie because, uh, you know, Deadpool is his favourite character. So, uh, you know, you've got to keep that in context. He has his fans. Did you make Eddie cry? Yeah. And he's coming from a Captain America guy. Like there hasn't been several billion Captain America. Yeah, but I'm, I'm done with about those America. Yeah. I yeah. don't, I don't yeah. need any extras. But um, look, I, I obviously go for the, uh, the you know, the B and C listers. Um, I am kind of resigned to the fact now that uh, Hasbro have decided to just remake everything that Toy Biz did. Um, regardless of whether it's hard to come by. But, you know, Scotty did uh, point out quite rightly that many of the figures at Hasbro, um, many of the characters at Hasbro are redoing uh, are quite difficult to come by on the secondary market. So, you know, I, I was a bit, you know, ambivalent towards this wave. Um, I, too, was a bit surprised at the, the builder figure. Um, but, you know, yeah, I tend to try and just look... Um, for the, the the cream of the crop, and I think for me, seeing um, Paladin um, in there, I think was uh, was a really cool addition. And I don't know, he sort of features in the Deadpool comic, but that's the kind of sort of C-lister that I really enjoy getting in these waves now. And um, what about you, Scotty? Um, well, I mean, uh, you know, I'm all about new characters. Um, I I don't mind the the redo figures, you know, for characters that haven't had a Hasbro redo. So, I mean, I, I'm with Ben. I do feel like I don't need more Deadpools just because, like, I have a really nice Deadpool um, that I like. <laughs> um, and, uh, but any any new character that's added into the universe is a win for me, and there's two in this uh, line, which is awesome. Well, oh, actually, that's not really true. I can't, I mean, Domino. Yeah, just one. Okay. Do, do, Domino <laughs> was super exciting to me. Um, just because I, I like um, this uh, more modern version of her a lot better than the one that we had to figure out previously. And yeah. uh, also, but both X-23 and um, Domino, because to me, the Toy Biz females in general were just horrible, horrible, horrible pieces of plastic. <laughs> um, you know, not, not, not fit to be seen. And so anything that is an upgrade from one of those is a giant improvement in my mind. Um, but so I'm a very uh, big Alpha Flight fan, and so getting Sasquatch in this forum, uh, I was also very excited about. Nice. Uh, so let's actually dive in, shall we, and talk about the figures themselves. Now, we will be going, as we tend to do in uh, alphabetical order up until the builder figure will save for the end and that means we are kicking things off with uh cable nathan summers and this is cable 
very much in his 90s full Rob Liefeld uh, design glory. Uh, now, Cable, I think, all has the, the honor of being, <laughs> he does have all the couches, uh, all the pouches, uh, but he does have also probably the honor of being the superhero with the most costume changes. Uh, <laughs> Liefeld in particular, but then a lot of artists following, uh, tended to pretty much change what he was wearing every two or three issues. So uh, oh. the outfit that this figure is based off is uh, what he was wearing around the time of X-Force number one, uh, but that really only lasted, I believe, up until X-Force issue three before he had a new costume design but because x-force one is a very iconic cover um and it's very weird if you look at uh, the hands that are holding the gun for cable on that cover because it makes no uh, sort of uh sense in mm-hmm. uh, terms of perspective but it's it's very interesting um i can see why this was the design they went with it's not 100 percent correct the uh, lower half on the pants isn't quite the same uh, to how it looked. But something else I've also done for this uh, discussion topic, I did a poll for a bunch of Marvel Legend collectors here in Australia uh, to see where the favourites kind of lied uh, with this collection of figures. And I think to pretty much no one's surprise, by far the runaway favorite of this wave uh, with almost half of the votes went to Cable here as the number one figure of the wave, which, to be honest, I've got to agree with myself. (laughs) Buddy, I know it wasn't for you. Ben, what about you? Where does he fall? Uh, Look, I had absolutely no interest whatsoever in a new cable. Uh, I thought the one uh, we got recently was perfectly fine for me. Uh, It actually didn't occur to me that he's had this many costume changes until you pointed out. And then I thought, yes, he has actually had quite a lot of looks. Um, And I'm just not a big enough fan of the character to really care what he's wearing, I think. Um, you know, in fact, I could have quite happily kept the Toy Biz one. It's not a character I ever needed to, to upgrade. I'm sorry, no, that Toy Biz one is horrible. Oh, look, it's not a it's not a great figure, but I just don't care enough about Cable oh, okay. to, okay. to to bother upgrading. You know, especially when that slot could be taken by someone else. Um, but then, you know, I I got the figure out and in hand, and I, I think it's um, one of the greatest figures I've never wanted. It's uh, <laughs> That's great praise. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's like it's not my favourite of the wave, but um, I, I think it's really nicely executed. Okay. Uh, um, so he. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, actually, when when Eddie says that this is gone by X Force Three, um, this outfit almost verbatim makes a reappearance during execution itself. Mm. As one of about the five or six different outfits that he has during Executioner's Song, but this one is is <laughs> exactly during Executioner's Song. Yeah, it, he did tend to jump back and forth a little bit, uh, Liefeld, and then I think when the artists came on after him, because I could be wrong, but I think Executioner's Song was about the time he was departing for Image. Correct. Yeah, I think he's so Either Capullo or someone else starting to jump on X-Force around that time. Um, So they might have been going back and uh, reusing that costume from the 
uh, first cover there. But yeah, it's definitely loaded up with the pouches, the massive shoulder pads, uh, the rails of ammo. Uh, he comes with uh, some large uh, one gun, <laughs> which is very Liefeld based, which is the huge, massive gun that uh, Scotty, I'm sure you're happy there's a plug for on his back so you can actually. <laughs> I'm all about the back plugs, that's for sure. Also got a little... Yep. Uh, he's, it's also got a front plug, so if you do have any of those spare blast effects lying around, you can plug that in and uh, make it look like it's firing. Uh, but the funny thing is the other two guns he comes with, one looks like sort of a crazy futuristic six-shooter, and the other looks like a cross between a pistol and a sawn-off shotgun, seem to be heavily based off of Nerf guns. Uh, mm. <laughs> out. Uh, particularly the the weird six shooter one is uh, very reminiscent to a more recent design of the Maverick uh, Nerf gun. Uh, but some keen eyed uh, people sort of spotted it, and that's been doing a little bit of rounds uh, on the interweb. So I thought that was interesting that because uh, generally in cosplay, a lot of people generally buy those crazy Nerf guns, spray paint them grey, and then use that for their yeah. uh, cable. Uh, cosplay but i think for me the thing that works really well and i would never think that this would have worked as well as it did is that cable has some weird eyes he's got one eye that's scarred up and another eye that sort of glows this yellow glow and it's something i think they've always struggled with in figure form and on this one they've just sort of gone with a blast effect eye plug that just kind of goes and rests right in there and it just mm. really works it just no matter what angle you're looking at it pretty much captures that look from that era in the comics and it just it just works it's just something they tried something new and it just landed yeah i think because it's so fine and detailed and then there's a lot of really fine sculpting in his hair the overall appearance of the of the portraits or the whole the whole head is really, really finely detailed. And I feel like we're kind of hitting new strides with some of these Marvel Legends action figures in, in terms of that really neat detail. And I think, you know, that's what makes the figure really, really pop is just that um, that nice sort of chiseled head sculpt, which doesn't have that kind of generic feel that uh, a lot of them do. And uh, it just really gives it, um, yeah, it just makes the rest of the figure pop, I think. Now, it's not to say that he's not without his flaws as well. Trying to get him to hold the BFG, um, he can be very hard to position a naturalistic pose, uh, particularly the sort of arm rest doesn't necessarily go quite under the arm easily. Uh, so he sort of got often has that posed out to the side. But um, despite the few sort of flaws that he has, uh, I, I think this guy is just a fantastic figure, and it's not really a big surprise to find that this guy is often the rarer one uh, to pick up if you find the wave. Chances are if one's not going to be there, it's going to yeah. be this cable. And I actually have two of him. I buckled. I brought him twice, <laughs> not only with the set, but I was at a Toys R Us, and I found one stashed away behind some other toys. And I kind of thought, oh, you know, I got some money burning a hole in my pocket and a sort of buggy collector who wanted to hide this uh, <laughs> for later. So I uh, snatched that and picked it up. So I do have 
one still minting case. I actually like this figure uh, so much. Yeah. Oh, look, I really think they, they captured that whole 90s vibe and, and not just, you know, for the obviously the shoulder pads and the, and the holsters and stuff. Um, I, I think you nailed it with the guns and, you know, all three guns are completely nonsensical and, and that is just the very definition of Rob Liefeld. Um, and, you know, rather than give us really big guns that have sort of an element of realism to them, they just make no sense whatsoever and it just adds to the fun of the figure. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of 90s design, uh, our next figure is a 90s design of the main man, uh, the fellow the wave is named after, Deadpool. Uh, now, this figure I've seen a bit of mixed reaction to. Uh, now, personally, and no surprise to most people, I love this figure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he uses the newer Spider-Man uh, 2099 buck, uh, but it's your red and black Deadpool design. He has some sort of new pouch sculpting going on, though, to give him the 90s belt that he had. And probably what's most controversial is he's got the sword holster on his back and he comes with these small stubby swords. And this, I can see why it would be a complaint with people in terms of accessories is that they're the only accessories he comes with and they leave it sort of end up being quite short. Uh, for me, myself, uh, back in the 90s, as a Deadpool fan, I didn't have a lot of choice in my action figure selection for Deadpool. So my original X-Force Deadpool figure uh, came with short, stubby swords. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was so. the accessory that he came with that uh, slid into a back holster there. And these swords are very reminiscent of that. I would yeah. have to imagine they are an homage to that original figure there's no other reason why you would do it particularly on this design of uh deadpool so uh it's it's got to be someone else out there loved that original uh early 90s x-force deadpool uh figure unfortunately not enough that they didn't give him the weird thanksgiving uh turkey carver knife that he has uh, on that original figure that's his action feature, it's a knife that can sort of stab into things, uh, but it's blunt at the end, so it literally does look like a turkey carver. Uh, <laughs> but this, they gave him those short, stubby swords. So I understand why, for some people, it's a flaw. For me, I, I love it. It's just a fan service straight to my heart. But I also love he comes with a serious head sculpt that has a rounded back to the head. So these days yeah. when he... Deadpool sculpts, he often has that little reservoir tip uh, at the back of his mask. Uh, here, it's just that perfectly rounded off head. And this is very much the Deadpool from the comics. I grew up reading those sort of uh, mid-level uh, miniseries he had, like Circle Chase or Sins of the Past, and uh, just really captures that 90s Deadpool to me. They've really had him sort of just step off the page, even to the... Uh, symbol on his belt not exactly being the way that we picture the Deadpool symbol being two sort of half circles that meet in the middle. These are just two round ovals next to each other. 
with white dots in it. That just really captures 90s Deadpool for me. Yeah, I agree. And that's the first thing I thought of when I saw the swords because, uh, you know, I had that original Deadpool figure, not the uh, not the turkey cutter one, but the one that came after that, um, which came with the, the short swords. And I just assumed that that was, yeah, um, a tip of the hat to that original figure. Um, look, I, you know, uh, I think if you're a Deadpool fan like you, Eddie, you know, this is a great figure for me. I sort of scratched my head a bit. Um, and I didn't even realize that this figure doesn't actually come with a builder figure piece. Um, so I can kind of understand why some fans feel a bit ripped off because, um, we are getting, uh, spoiled for accessories by Hasbro at the moment. And, you know, that, um, juggernaut wave Deadpool just came absolutely loaded with stuff. And, you know, this figure comes with two little swords, um, which, yeah, great that they're, uh, an homage to, you know, that other figure that most people probably don't know about, but, um, you know, they seem a bit bit silly otherwise. But, I mean, overall, uh, you know, look, I think this is a great figure. I think probably the um, the mask should have had the more rounded eyes, like the more, um, you know, oval-shaped black um, circles, you know, black circles, black ovals that, you know, Liefeld used to draw. And I think that probably would have, um, yeah, it would have really topped it off. Mm. Mm. Scotty? Yeah. Um, look, I think, you know, it is a, a perfectly serviceable um, Deadpool, and I obviously when you've got a film coming out, you want the title character on the shelves, and you know this is a really you know easily recognizable uh, piece for the you know mythical I think mums and dads to grab for their kids, um, as well as <laughs> you know, as well as the the eighties, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, how many? How many mums and dads are buying their kids a figure from an R18 movie? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, they're probably oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be surprised, you know. But, you know, and, and like highly recognisable for the kid, like, you know, mummy, I want a Deadpool. Like, okay, darling. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, yeah, it does. It, it's, I, don't, I don't find it offensive. Um, it's not necessary for my collection because I love the, um, the Juggernaut Wave Deadpool. Mm, mm. And yeah. I still love that figure too. I've I've got uh, both of them. I have brought uh, multiple of so that I can. Where did you, where did you bring them? them? <laughs> I brought them to the counter where I purchased them. Okay, just clarifying. I actually didn't realise just how vastly different this figure even was from the the Juggernaut one until um, I saw a, a picture of them side by side, and then oh, okay, I can I can see. You know, it's not just the you know, the tooling and the boots uh, and that sort of thing. It was actually the, the colour scheme. Um, you know, he's more more black than he is red now in comparison. So, so yeah, look, at least, you know, it is a, a significant, um, uh, I guess, yeah, uh, it's significantly enough, different enough from the Juggernaut figure um, to be considered, a, you know, a true variant. So, so that's good because originally I just thought, oh, we're getting another red and black Deadpool, you know, oh, that sucks, but... My one flaw that I wish they had have done is instead of really giving him the cufflinks that he has on his wrists, if they had given him the sort of little end glove pieces uh, from the Havoc figure, because that was one thing I always think of when I think of the 90s Deadpool is him in gloves uh, rather mm. than just the straight yeah. uh, yep, run through there. But uh, apart from that, I was, uh, and as you mentioned, a more rounded off uh, on the black ovals on his eyes. But apart from that, if you're going to do a 90s 
uh, Deadpool figure. I am very happy with with this one. Uh, but speaking of Deadpools, it is a Deadpool <laughs> wave, so we can't just have one. We've got to have two. Now, uh, keen-eared listeners might know that I have kind of reviewed this figure already, and it is the Hasbro uh, more modern version of Deadpool in his X-Force costume, the grey and black. So this is uh, in some ways a re-release of the Hascon exclusive Mm. Deadpool figure, uh, but he is a different figure in other ways. So if you did get that Hascon one, there are some things that you only got with that, such as the boom uh, graffitied on Bazooka, the blast effect, the different colored taco, and the different colored uh, maskless head sculpt, as well as the two Hydra agent pistol guns uh, that are colored in black and red, and this weird sort of laser cannon gun uh, that you do get with this new Sasquatch Wave figure. Uh, but the one on the Hascon figure was colored black and red, whereas the one that we're getting here with this Sasquatch figure is a uh, blue and black design. He also has the new sort of little cufflink pieces on his wrists and his uh, ankles, uh, which on the Hascon one were just painted uh, straight on as well, as well as the collar around his neck, which the Hascon one didn't have at all. Ah, cool. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you know. I think this one also comes with comes with the Sasquatch head, which you can get in the Hascon one. Yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> uh, he does enough. come with the builder figure piece. Yeah, look, uh, that, that, that's a great breakdown in comparison of of the two, and um, despite that. And I mean that in the, the nicest possible way. I, I still just don't care. Um, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I I have a hard enough time, you know, with the 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 red, you know, Deadpool that uh, I'll never do anything with. Um, you know, and I'm sort of struggling as to why I needed a an X Force Deadpool. Um, and I mean, this one, you know, definitely feels a lot closer to the the Juggernaut Wave one. You know, he's actually got the boots um, instead of just the uh, the feet of the the red one, etc. But, um, yeah, I don't know. To me, this one just feels, yeah, it's like, oh, so he's got the, you know, the, the back scabbards of that figure and he's got the, the pouch around his thigh of that figure and it's kind of like they've just assembled it from the various bits and pieces and, yeah, I don't, I'm just not really feeling it, I've got to tell you. Now, i, I got to say, as much as I am a Deadpool fan, as much as I love Deadpool, and I actually really love the... Uh, Rick Remender X-Force comic run that this outfit comes from. Uh, One thing I find amazing is it seems like by law, if you make a Deadpool figure, you must at some point release the grey X-Force variant uh, of that figure or statue or pop or mini mate or whatever it is. I I feel like it's most likely to get a re-release in this grey outfit than it is not to get a grey outfit version. Even the Revoltech Deadpool, uh, mm. they are re-releasing mm. again in this uh, black and grey. And it always just seems funny to me because the black and grey, the reason is that it's a team and we pretty much 
never get any other versions of the characters uh, from that team in their grey and black uh, outfits in anywhere near the same extent as this uh, Deadpool uh, does it's, uh, he? <laughs> yeah, it's nice to compliment you know the people that got the the San Diego um, set from a few years ago that had the um, the Psylocke and the Archangel etc. Um, but you know that's a very hard one to come by. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm struggling with this one a little bit. Uh, and I'm not going to help at all because I just have no love for this at all. Um, I I just think it's uh, I mean like. A, like, not something that I need, but B, it feels uh, cheaply, I don't know, I don't like it. Phoned in? Yeah, it just feels really phoned in. It's just like, oh, let's just repaint one of those things and just kind of make it grey, but it, it feels lazy uh, and don't like It's it. not even particularly well done, at least on mine. No. I can see it's a cast in grey and then painted, but I've actually got some bleed, particularly where the... Uh, the lines are on the torso, um, you know, long sort of down uh, over the shoulders and around the chest area. It's not even particularly, you know, well done. I, I don't know. I just think you could have easily gotten away with the 90s Deadpool in this wave and then put in, you know, another character. The, um, I am happy for those that, uh, you know, obviously it was not super easy to acquire the Hascon uh, Deadpool. So if those that really wanted it, it is good that it was able to get out in some form, but out of the whole wave, it was kind of the one that I was least looking forward to in a sense, cause I did already own it. Uh, that said, I did also buy another one of this one. So I have <laughs> uh, a version of him, uh, still on card, but this was the last one I got. And to be fair, part of the reason I got him was I was literally on my way uh, to the screening of Deadpool 2, and I was kind of in just super hype mode <laughs> <laughs> at the time of purchase. And it does get me to something that I found about this wave. And I mentioned before, I was a bit disappointed that we really weren't getting Deadpool characters in a Deadpool uh, wave. Uh, and what I really think this wave is more than a Deadpool wave uh, is uh, X-Force wave. Mm. I, I do feel like they are going more X-Force, and this is Deadpool in his X-Force uh, costume. What uh, and speaking noise? Sorry. That's my chair, sorry. My God, just because you don't have this wave doesn't mean that you have to be <laughs> distracting and misbehaving. Grief. I apologize. No, you're you're forgiven. Yeah, go on. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of X-Force, that brings me to the next figure that – uh, to me, is probably the long shot of the bunch as to why it belongs uh, in a Deadpool wave. And that is, uh, I'm going to be frank, we're going from my uh, favorite character of the Marvel Universe to arguably my least favorite, and that is Deathlock. What has uh, Deathlock ever done to you? Come on. I have just Jeez. never really found him of in a million different Deathlocks out there, so I'm never even too sure who I'm reading at the time. Uh, just nothing about it has ever really compelled me greatly uh, to read Deathlock. But that said, this Deathlock figure that we're getting, I have actually read every single issue of his appearance. Uh, this is Deathlock Prime. He's from an alternate reality 
where basically everyone got turned into a death lock. Uh, he ends up uh, coming over to the main Marvel reality, joins the Wolverine X-Force team with uh, Deadpool for a period of time and also becomes a lecturer at uh, Xavier's uh, Institute teaching young mutants about alternate timelines and how to deal with them, uh, which is fun in the Jason Aaron, Wolverine and the X-Men book. But uh, Deathlock just never really excites me. And I think the original Deathlock figure from the Toy Biz might be arguably the worst Toy Biz figure. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Iron Fist is up there. The Iron Fist was better than Deathlock. Okay, I'm confused now. Is this Luther Manning or not? No, we don't know. The actual name of this one. This, this is, is just Prime known as Death Prime. Cool. So that means I can display both of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. True story. The, um, <laughs> but I do. I should say though, if you, I am going to have a Deathlock. It's it's a pretty good Deathlock figure. It's it's as good as I could hope for. Uh, I actually think it's a beautiful looking figure. Yeah, uh, I think that you know the combination of stuff has actually worked really, really well. And I'm, I'm trying to sort of pick some of the the bits actually, like the the thighs. You know, for example, have that sort of whole um, cybernetic, you know, metallic kind of thing. And because the first thing you do, you know, you break the figure down and you try and work out where some of the bits are from. And uh, you know, I can't quite recall where those thighs are from. And and you know, I, <laughs> my, my first thought is. Uh, is the you know we're obviously going to get some? Well, I can't. I, I can't recall. I mean, you know, I'm I'm sitting there going, oh, does that mean we're going to get a forge uh, or something down the track? Um, yeah, like there's some <laughs> some bits there. I think for me, you know, as I said, I think aesthetically it's a great looking figure. I think the head sculpt is actually really really cool. They've got the the sort of the whole Deathlock feel nailed. Um, you know, even with the the excess parts of the skull missing on the top of the head and everything. Um, the only thing that I'm disappointed with this figure is um, is some of the paintwork um, is quite poor. Like, you know, on the boots, which are cast in that sort of dark red colour, um, they've painted some gold on the front and it's really bad. Obviously, gold paint doesn't go over red plastic particularly well. Um, and I'm so like, that hasn't not really... too bad, actually. I, I'm... Mm. Mine I, I is quite average. Yeah, but also, I don't know about you guys, but if you hold it up to strong light, it looks like the red plastic of his torso and the red plastic of his left arm are two different colours. <laughs> Why do you have to ruin these things for me? My God. Mm. But but other than that, he's a great-looking figure. I love this figure. I think the head sculpt yeah. is brilliant. This is my mm. figure of the wave. Yeah, I, it, I'm really excited now that I know that he's um, he's, a, he's yeah, not Luther Manning. So, yeah, that's that's <laughs> changed my opinion greatly. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's moved up a notch That's, yeah and he he does come with some cool uh massive guns uh as well in a big chain gun style weapon that seems to have a missile launcher at the bottom as well <laughs> as a extended clip with scope uh kind of almost fat robocop like gun yeah so I mean that's that's pretty darn good um, accessories coming with the handgun and you know that that main gun which is gigantic. And I that's... guess the the sort of classic Deathlock backpack as well. Uh, it is removable. Yeah. So is that gun? Is this the first time we've seen this gun before? I don't recall 
seeing yeah, anyone. Yeah, pretty sure it is. Okay, so that's that's going to get flogged to death. I don't know if the, the chain might be the one that came with crossbones, but I'm pretty sure it's mm, original. Mm, the, the belt of ammo, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he comes with the uh, left arm of Sasquatch. Mm. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I, not not bad. I I would have liked a blind owl or a T Ray or a Ajax or a, a more Deadpool. Hey, you could add one of those in the in place of you know, Mister Black and White. Mm. <laughs> uh, speaking of Black and White, though, oh, uh, that leads us to mm. our next figure, uh, which is the luck based mercenary domino so not the first uh marvel legends domino uh to be released uh but for a lot of people including myself it's the first one we've been able to get our hands on uh because the original was released part of a two-pack in the original days of hasbro uh marvel legends that wasn't available here in australia and wasn't necessarily a great figure or one uh, that I wanted to spend time or the money it costs to track down. Uh, uh-huh. So I've waited patiently, and we've got this one here, which is pretty much uh, the Mockingbird uh, sculpt mm. uh, with a new head. I don't think she had the ammo clips uh, and sort of belts around her on her from memory, did she? No, it was on the original. The original one. The original one had holsters for guns. Yeah, I don't think Mockingbird had the the extra no. belt. It's kind of weird. She's got a like a belt over a belt. It's it's quite and it doesn't even sit properly. It's really kind of stupid. You, you just you just don't understand mutant fashion. Yeah. No, clearly I don't because it's really. No, the, I think the belt is wonky. Yeah, it's like she's already got a belt on the sculpt, and then they put an, another belt over the top that serves no purpose whatsoever. Because all it's got is a couple of pouches. Um, yeah, and it just kind of sits awkward. I, yeah, I, I kind of like the way it sort of sits as a lanky belt. Looks sort of the belt over the belt uh, design. You do see it in yeah, a lot of I don't of think that's intentional. I think that's just the way the figure came together. I don't know. This feels like a bit of a lazy figure to me. I mean, she looks good and she looks like Domino and, you know, the, the new hair and everything looks great. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, a cast entirely in black, and then sort of you know a few silver highlights with the um you know the mockingbird um, greaves on the shins and stuff like that. I don't know. I, don't know. I think uh, what's really uh, sold it for me uh, is the head sculpt. As you mentioned, it is a fantastic head sculpt. She's got some lovely hair. Uh, on it that uh, is sort of nicely feathered at the back. Uh, some nice eyebrow application. And I really like, she's got this black lipstick, but it's got a bit of a blue wash over it as well that sort of matches her eyes uh, in there. So I do find uh, that her head does pop a bit. And I think they've done well in matching, at least on mine, the white to the white of her chest. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, the paint yes, that does. good. I mean, I think you got to allow them some, you know, cheaper tooling figures, um, and you know, the and reusable parts, etc. I, I think it's a, a really serviceable modern domino. I, I, the belt, I don't love. I think that could have been done better. But 
Um, you know, the head sculpt is clean. Um, I, I, I like it. I'm really loving this character. I'm actually reading an actual comic book at the moment. Um, oh, with, damn. I know. With, oh. uh, yeah, I know. Because just because I'm a big Gil, <laughs> I'm a big Gil Simone fan, and so I picked up Domino and I'm her Domino, and I'm yeah. loving it. High, high recommend Ooh. on that series too. The uh, Baldion art is, is brilliant, and yes, yeah. Gail Simone is a fantastic uh, writer, and including some old school favourites of mine, such as Agent X and Outlaw. Uh, in there as well. Uh, now, speaking of Domino, I do have a friend and a fellow podcaster over at 11 O'Clock Comics, Jason Wood, and he is, uh, without a doubt, uh, the biggest Domino fan in the world. He claims that there might be someone else out there that's bigger than him. Uh, I doubt it. He's a uh, <laughs> massive fan. He actually collects original Rob Liefeld uh, Domino art. Uh, if you want to get down the road of uh, how much money he actually spends on his love of <laughs> Domino, uh, it is big. But he's uh, while he's a big comic person, he's not an action figure guy, but he did pick up uh, this Domino figure. And when he was buying it, he did also buy an X-Force uh, Deadpool. Uh, so he just sent in his thoughts uh, on the figure saying uh, in terms of action figures, uh, I've somehow managed to avoid the addiction too, but I made an exception uh, at the behest of Gil Colin, who's another action figure collector and uh, podcaster over at the No Apologies, which is a great comic book podcast. Uh, uh, back is uh, to pick up the Domino figure since it's the first of its kind and I ended up picking up the X-Force Deadpool 2 because why not? I'm keeping both in packaging uh, so I can't speak to the physical features much but I can say I am reasonably happy with the sculpts, the joints uh, are all overly <laughs> spherical uh, but all in all they look great and the colour applications are well done so uh, for someone who isn't an action figure collector uh but loves the character domino uh it does seem to have done its job and worked there but the weird thing with this figure i find uh is the guns that she comes with now this isn't the first time we have seen these guns do you guys recognize them at all <sighs> the the big oh. one i can't say as i do that one was throwing me what about the little one? Because it came in the same spot as the big one. Mm. As soon as you say it, I'm going to go, oh. But no. <laughs> so uh, these guns have actually been released, uh, I, I believe, three other times now. Uh, but it's not in the six-inch scale. These are the guns that come with the 12-inch Deadpool uh, figures that Marvel Legends uh, have okay. been doing. No and Yeah, and they've been sort of shrunk down here uh, oh. for Domino, uh, which I find interesting because there's been some fantastic work and some fantastic sculpting done on those 12-inch figures. Uh, so it's something that I really hope to see more of uh, is potentially seeing some pieces there shrunk down and used on uh, the six-inch figures. Uh, now, speaking of things that are purple, 
that leads us on this endless segue roll into our next figure uh, and it is the one new figure of the wave and it is the character of paladin now i mentioned earlier that i put up the poll to see who the favorite characters were of the wave now a bunch did only and the one that took the longest to score just the one vote uh, of being someone's favorite was this figure here uh paladin uh, which is a, a little bit of a shame, but I can understand why. If, if you're a just casual Marvel fan, you might not necessarily know who this character is. And even if you know who this character is, you might not recognize this version of yeah. his costume uh, right in, off the bat. Can I just ask, was he in the 90s X-Men cartoon? No, he wasn't. That's, which, that's probably uh, why. Yeah, that, that's 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 where most uh, fans wouldn't <laughs> recognise him uh, from. Uh, this is very much his look as he appeared around the time of the Dark Reign version of the Thunderbolts uh, coming in. So very much tactical bulletproof vest and then, you know, sort of some purple highlights and his weird uh, padded head sculpt with goggles uh so i i really like paladin as a character i i do sort of gravitate to these uh mercenary types it's one of the reasons i'm a fan of uh deadpool himself uh unlike deadpool these days though uh he he's not overexposed he's not a mm. huge fan favorite and that actually has me uh, really liking him more. And uh, I have found in the last couple of years, I've become a much bigger Paladin fan uh, than I thought I might be. And I think one of the things that I actually like about him is that uh, he is just so underused and uh, still a very blank slate. So part of me, weirdly, was actually disappointed that he got a figure because I sort of started to thinking, oh, this is going to get a lot more eyes. Uh, on him than there might have been once before is kind of a, a selfish thing to say. But another part of me was uh, very excited to finally be getting a plastic version uh, of the man. Yeah, I, I really dig this guy. I love the, the colour scheme. I've been a fan of him uh, for, for many years, going back to the Amazing Spider-Man days. Um, you know, a bit of a shame it's his updated look, but... You know, at least the the look is actually quite reminiscent of that classic um, feel. I, I just never thought we we would see a day where we got this guy over Silver Sable. Um, <laughs> I, re I really think you know Silver Sable has everything it takes to be um, very toyetic, uh, and, and with the right kind of head sculpt, you know, she'd be just a, an absolute. Um, you know, uh, certainty for a Marvel Legends figure, and you know, Paladin has been um, uh, a member of her wild pack. Yeah. Uh, on and off again. In fact, have we got pretty much every member of the Wild Pack now except for? Yeah, it's certainly looking that way. Yeah. Huh. Sandman, I... Deathlock, Paladin. Hmm. Hmm. I, Sorry, I don't know. This figure doesn't do a lot for me. I really like the character. I'm excited that he's getting a, a figure. I think that this is where I've got some paint issues around the face that I don't know, maybe a bit of a mold. It's either, no, it's a paint issue. Just the lines of the flesh color of his face bleeding over a bit onto the lines of the mask. Um, but I'm not sure if I love the texture on the vest either. 
Um, is that um, Blade's torso? Yeah, it is. So he is very much a uh, kit bash together. I'm not too sure where sort of the padded uh, arms and upper parts of the legs, but yes, he takes a lot from the blade figure, including mm. the upper thighs there and that as well. Mm. The um, uh, oh, I blanked on what I was going to say there. Carry on. Carry on. I want to give all these toys to Scotty. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no. uh, one one thing that I did find, uh, and this is going to cross over for when we eventually do our lizard wave review. But one thing I really didn't like about this guy was the guns that he came with. These uh, sort of gold uh, yeah. kind of Luger pistol uh, yeah, ones. That... We have, have seen them before. Oh, they've been flogged to death yeah. with the shield agents yeah. first, I think. Because he comes with a more modern tactical holster, which I believe was from uh, the Netflix Punisher, uh, if I'm I'm thinking correctly, uh, mm. on his leg. And it really doesn't sit in there. It doesn't hold in there well at all. So if you put a gun in there and turn him upside down, it just drops uh, right out. But what I found was if you swapped these guns uh, with the sort of more lasery pistol type ones that the spider-man noir comes with uh not only will one of those fit much nicer in the holsters uh but he does hold them quite well and it uh seems to look like a more of a classic gun that paladin would be holding rather than these weird thinner pistols and these weird sort of thinner pistols that look like world war ii guns actually work a lot better with Spider-Man Noir than those kind of laser guns. Uh, and these much thinner gold pistols actually fit into his much more thinner uh, holster that he has uh, on mm. him uh, a lot better. So I don't know if it was a last-minute change or something there. Uh, but well, he does He does actually have, like, in if you're going back to the, the classic Paladin, he actually, I, I think the guns that he came with are about as close as you're going to get to his actual gun because um, he actually, at least the classic Paladin, has a type of a stun gun and can fire different cartridges and, and things like that. It wasn't just a, a normal sort of pistol. Um, so I think they've tried to replicate that. But, you know, that's certainly the, the classic uh, Paladin and, you know, this is obviously, uh, you know, the more modern take. Um, uh, yeah. So, look, I, I, I can see what you mean. I don't know why they had to be gold. I think that's a really odd kind of thing. I don't remember him ever wielding gold. Oh, yeah, no, take that back. They were. Yeah, I think they, they did actually have that the, the gold, and then it sort of switched to silver a bit later on. I, mean, I think for the most part, the, the colours being reversed are what gets me on this figure. I'm actually used to him um, having the black bodysuit uh, and then the, you know, the, the chest piece over the top and, and his boots and that. Um, were, were purple and his gloves were purple. So it sort of feels like a, yeah, a, a negative version of yeah. that. So, so yeah, look, I, I don't mind the, the gold guns. Um, I don't know why he's got two. He only really needs one. And the fact that they've actually given us two and only one holster makes it even more bizarre. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird choice, but it's something, yeah, that they also did that on that Spider-Man Noir figure. So it is an odd choice that they are doing of recent but uh i i as i said i do like the character i wouldn't be uh opposed to them doing a more mcfarlane style or uh even earlier uh version of him down the line with that sort of reverse purple colors and uh maybe even the big shoulder pads that he 
used to have through there, but uh, chances are that he really wasn't planned in much else and they were just looking for a character uh, to give uh, the kit bash slot to. Uh, now, this is another weird one where really he doesn't have a large history with Deadpool apart from just the odd panel or two cross occasion being mercenaries in uh, Silver Sable and the Wild Pack or... Um, a sort of small crossover that happened between the Deadpool comic and uh, the Dark Reign Thunderbolts. So it's another spot that in the idea of a Deadpool wave, uh, there are far, far more uh, worthy candidates that could have gone uh, through. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought for a little while he was, you know, Deadpool was getting around with his um, his half a dozen guys imitating him. Um, for some reason, I actually thought that um, Paladin was one of those. No, uh, you're probably thinking he, a solo. Yeah, and, and that's where I made the mistake. And so then I thought, well, you know, if you wanted to actually put someone like this in to tie in with Deadpool, I, I just naturally assumed that, that Solo or, you know, or even, you know, Terra Inc. would have been a, a more, um, yeah, more logical choice. But I, I'm still, you know, I'm still happy to, you know, have this character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, this one I don't have as good of a segue to, but our next character is X-23 in her black and grey X-Force design. Now, when it came to that poll that I put up, uh, she was the second uh, placeholder uh, with uh, still about half the votes that Cable got, but still uh, much higher than a lot of the others. But this is another case uh, where really not a large connection to Deadpool. They sure were both X-Force members in the grey and black era, but they were on different teams. They never uh, shared uh, the same team together. Mm. Uh, and you know she's he's popped up for an issue or two here in her comic, but uh, really not a strong uh, run through here. So this is another case where I think they're leaning more on the X Force side than an actual yeah. Deadpool uh, oh. side. But it is a character that I think even Ben might agree we did need an apology figure for. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is one that I really don't have too many issues with. I think the the toy biz one is, you know, genuinely hideous. Oh, that's um, bollocks. Where else are you going to get a Mary Kate and Ashley <laughs> action figure in a Marvel line? That gigantic melon. <laughs> it's it's pretty much the closest that Marvel Legends ever came to being a Bratz doll. Let's... Yeah, yeah. It's rather. Rather repugnant. Uh, look, this is a win. I really am uh, quite um, pleased to actually have Laura, you know, in a new figure. And uh, when she was originally announced, I thought it would be in her more updated Wolverine costume, which, um, you know, we're obviously going to get anyway. Uh, but uh, I think this is well, well deserved. I think she's, um, she's stepped up quite well. I'm actually really enjoying um, her, her run as Wolverine written by, you know, Tom Taylor. Local and, boy. Uh, yeah, absolutely, an Aussie. Um, I, I love the head sculpt on this figure. I think, you know, they've actually gone for a, a almost feels character specific. I think a lot of the 
um, portraits we get these days are, are incredibly generic because they plan on reusing them. You know, we've commented about how, you know, the, the heads and the hair uh, are different so that they can mix and match as necessary. But the first thing I noticed about this figure is that she actually has a sneer on her face. So she's um, baring her teeth, etc., uh, you know, which is uh, a really good representation of Laura because she spends a lot of time quite angry. Um, and, and so that was actually great. And then, you know, you actually get a bit of a an action feel from this figure by having sort of that windswept hair. We don't just have the sort of the generic hair hanging down. So, uh, you know, I do feel like they've actually tooled a, a head specifically for her. Now, I do have, as I really do like this figure as well, uh, but I do have some flaws. One uh, that uh, seems to be a big breaking point for some, but I, I think it's just a bit of a minor one in that they didn't give her the clawed feet or yeah. you know, swappable feet to give her uh, that extra feature. Uh, but my issue, I'm pretty confident is safe to say, is an issue that only I have with mine and that is that her neck peg uh is completely buggered up and it's going to be a little bit oh. hard to explain how it is but if you imagine in the factory mm-hmm. where... how did that happen eddie oh, <laughs> her dad's wolverine you don't want to make this um but <laughs> sort of where her neck would be um, in the factory where they would go to insert the disc that's connected to the neck peg. Uh, they've missed it by an angle of about 45 degrees. So it's sort of in there incorrectly and on the side. And it must have been done when the neck plastic was still uh, fresh out of the mold and soft because I can still see half of the black lines on either side of her neck where the cutting piece would go through. Mm. Uh, but instead it's sort of gone more towards her left shoulder and across to the back and it's sort of stuck in there. So it doesn't actually move at all. Uh, now, luckily it actually is fine. It actually took me a day to discover this. I sort of realized, oh, her neck doesn't move back or forwards like the other one did. And it's like, oh, she's got a sliding neck peg in there. It should do that. But, uh, it's not. So it is still positioned correctly upwards. So the head does go on fine and it's pretty much unnoticeable. Uh, but it might be one that if I can find another one on special, I might uh, pick up and swap out for this one here because I know even though I can't see it and she'll just go on a shelf and stand there, it'll annoy me till the end of time knowing I've got a bit of a busted one. <laughs> yeah no i mean i get that it's it's funny how sometimes it just happens where um you know you get, you get a dodgy one and if you can't fix it right away then it's it just kind of bugs you that would bug me too mine's fine my mm. neck is great my neck is great i just find her her hips are actually um a little loose like when she when you stand her up she sort of can wobble a little bit i think the the knees aren't quite Tighten neither of the um, yeah, the hip joints. I mean, I, I really like how this figure came together. I think one of the, the things people have criticized Marvel for is that you know, originally, you know, X23 was um, I mean, she started off actually quite young, 
um, and then through a very short time. And I think characters like Pixie, uh, the same thing uh, has happened where they've subsequent artists have drawn the character without sort of doing a lot of research and they've inadvertently aged them by, you know, drawing them more proportional to, you know, late teens, early 20s when, you know, they should be sort of early teens. Um, but I think using the the teenage girl buck um, has actually worked really, really well for her. I think it, it suits the figure um, quite nicely. I really like the boots too. I think they've, um, they, they give it quite a bit of pop uh, as well. So yeah, I, overall, I, I just I think this figure is great. I think you know the, this they finally need to do the double jointed elbows, um, particularly for these kinds of characters where you want to get them in some pretty wicked kind of uh, action poses. But she does have a lot of range in that um, that elbow joint anyway. I, I just think this particular like the arm in general is quite outdated. There's no bicep swivel um, or anything like that. But yeah, I I, I love this figure. I think it's great. It yeah, it's my my second yeah. um, fave of the wave for sure. Yeah, and I can definitely see why. Yeah. Uh, now the last figure that we have here to talk about is the builder figure, and it is Sasquatch from Alpha Flight. Uh, now this one that a lot of people. Uh, we pick as being an odd choice for a Deadpool wave. Uh, but this is one I will actually defend as <laughs> a choice. I am disappointed it's not T-Ray, but uh, Sasquatch was the, not the villain, but he was the antagonist of Deadpool issue one, the very first uh, Deadpool ongoing series and the first issue written by the Deadpool god scribe himself, Joe Kelly. Uh, so uh, Sasquatch has a very large part in my Deadpool heart for that reason. That first issue, which featured him heavily on a wraparound cover, I read so much as a kid, it actually fell apart uh, <laughs> in my hands. Uh, I still have the original uh, pages of my copy uh, in a plastic folder, uh, but pretty much unreadable and out of order. There's nothing connecting the covers or the pages inside at all. And it sort of had me going on a, a weird stint there for a while where every issue of Deadpool number one I found uh, under $5 I would buy. So I have a bunch <laughs> of them uh, here somewhere in a box. Uh, I just love that issue so much. I am obsessed with it. I've brought it in uh, reprinted trades that have come out. I've you know, got the digital version on my iPad that I just have there. Sometimes I just need a pick-me-up. I will read that issue. And it is uh, of Sasquatch, uh, Walter, uh, up in an Arctic research base that Deadpool gets hired uh, to go in, it's not quite what he thinks it is, and uh, he ends up needing to actually stop what he did of blowing up the base, or else uh, the North America would be covered in gamma radiation and get cancer. And obviously, Deadpool uh, has a bit of a soft spot against people getting cancer. So uh, there was a nice fight with Sasquatch there up in the Arctic base uh, where he was stationed uh, as well. Uh, some great uh, Ed McGuinness artwork who draws the muscles 
big and fantastically. And so I, I'm perfectly fine with Sasquatch being <laughs> a builder figure in Deadpool Wave is a very long way. I just started waxing on. This is the problem when you get me talking, uh, Joe Kelly, Deadpool. Uh, and this is a big, chunky, muscly version of Sasquatch, which I do love because I do feel that the Toy Biz one was a bit more in the lanky end. Sasquatch is a guy who can go toe-to-toe with a Hulk. Like, he's dragged um, uh, sort of battleships out of the ocean before. He's he's on the stronger end of the Marvel scale, so he, he deserves to be big and muscly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I probably don't have the same uh, yeah, level of enthusiasm that you do. Uh, Eddie and and I have to confess that um, just because I have a, a a podcasting buddy who likes to make you know sweet love to copies of Deadpool number one, um, that's not quite a good enough I justification. Ish, they <laughs> fell apart, not stuck together. <laughs> you know, Scotch appeared in all of one issue, and I really don't think that's uh, a good enough justification for me. Um, and, you know, I don't think the old Sasquatch figure is particularly hard to get uh, and doesn't go for, you know, big bucks or anything like that. Um, so, I, you know, I really struggle. And I'm not disputing that, that this figure is a nice upgrade. I think, you know, when you do see them next to each other, you know, this is obviously a beautifully sculpted figure. But I really, you know, like Man-Thing, I, I just keep scratching my head and I, I, I genuinely don't understand what's going on at those roundtable discussions at Hasbro where, you know, they're all sitting around and then someone goes, hey, I know the Builder figure can be Man-Thing. Yeah, great idea. And it's like, really? Like, who asked for Man-Thing? <laughs> Nobody. The, absolutely no one. Is it a nice Sas- figure? You know, it, it's a nice figure. And and I think Sasquatch, it's the same thing again. Like, this is a really nice figure that nobody asked for. Um, you know, there's there's numerous large size figures that um, are, are waiting to be made. And I think what you know, even offends me the most is that, um, you know, many of the hardcore Marvel Legends collectors that are that are comic readers like myself um, are, are just waiting for them to finish Alpha Flight. And instead we get a, a second Sasquatch. It's like, really? Really? Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that, like, I would like to look at it and go, okay, maybe this means that we're going to, you know, get, a really good swag at some of the other Alpha Flight characters. Um, I, I I agree. Like it's a it's a great figure of something that um, you know we didn't necessarily need a repeat of. There's something that bugs me about it is that it's got kind of like you know, the head sculpt. The face is different from the Trobus one because the Trobus one was angry and this one's you know kind of calm but mm. i understand there's limitations in what you can do with fur on the head when it's a separate piece but the uh they've both got kind of sticky outy hair tendrils at the the side which just don't look like sasquatch at all to me and i, I wish that they you know would have sculpted that uh differently to just kind of reflect more you know, what he normally looks like in the comics. It just bugs mm. me. Yeah, I actually wondered when we first got um, Man's thing, I just couldn't understand that they would put that much tooling into a figure that couldn't be reused. And there was some speculation early on that potentially 
uh, parts of Manting could be reused for people that have fur. But I've actually compared um, this figure to Manthing, and I can't see anything that's been reused. Um, he, he genuinely looks like he's made from leaves and mushrooms and, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, whereas this is actually fur. So then I was actually looking at the Sasquatch figure and going, well, you know, what parts of this figure could they reuse for a beast? Um, but then, you know, this figure is just so big, I, I don't know that they could actually do a, a you know, a Hank McCoy um, cause you know, he's, he's not that big, you know, beast was never meant to be seven feet tall. So, hmm. so I, I don't know. I, 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 I could I'm do still, a Wendigo. Yeah, exactly. you could, but who cares? Like I just, you know, I, I never need another Wendigo figure ever. Um, but you know, having said that, they're going to give me one now. So, yeah, well, I, and this, by the chance time that this podcast goes out, I will probably be, uh, proven wrong, but. I actually wouldn't be surprised if the San Diego box set uh, this year isn't an Alpha Flight uh, set. So uh, there has been usually a case of a reused figure of the year being in that set. So it could be a, a Sasquatch again, or they could do the Toy Biz thing where they give us a Snowbird uh, in the form of Sasquatch. Uh, so a recolor of this figure there in that set, it would be a way of getting Puck out again. Uh, the Guardian was on a bad buck, and there's a lot more similar bucks now that you could use for that, as well as female mm. Guardian. Or Of course, everybody's uh, asking for North a, Star as well. Yeah, even mm. uh, those ones. It, it, it does seem like it would be a very easy set. Uh, for them to do. There's a lot of sculpting there ready to go. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Alpha Flight as a team is closer than we may think uh, at the moment. Yeah, so that, that'd be nice. Um, I, I think Puck is one of the harder, bigger builder figures to get to. Oh, yeah. Um, he's Absolutely. someone that's constantly sought after. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I, 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 they are bringing out the waves thick and fast. Um, it's not like we're only getting one or two waves a year, so you're having to wait. You know, we're, we're getting sort of four or five sometimes. And so, you know, we are getting more builder figures, but for me still this is just a slot that could have been taken by any number um, of other characters. You know, um, obviously it would have to tie into X-Force and, um, and and Deadpool, but, yeah, I, I don't know why you didn't get your T-Ray, Eddie. Yeah. I yeah I would trade any of these guys in for a T Ray in a heart. Like, even I the one that sort of surprised me the most is uh, with the first film getting Ajax in there. I mean, there's obviously a name recognition now to the first film being popular. Um, it, you could you know use a lot of that for the Apocalypse uh, builder figure. Um, they could have shared a lot of sculpting there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, I'm in Apocalypse. Uh, falls into the same bucket again. Um, I'm finding that a strange one. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Mixed, mixed feelings. You know, what they could remake or make with this if they chop the legs off at the bottom and put a new head on it. They could make the Hunter in the Darkness. Yeah, mm, of course. For, for people that cared about Wolvie in like the late '80s, early '90s only. Mm. Mm. What about Dark Beast? Can you go with him being bigger. I always Not picture much bigger. even though it should be the same. I think yeah. it was just the nineties artwork. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> <laughs> ah well. 
Easy done. Uh, well, that also uh, brings us through to an end of uh, this discussion topic. And that uh, does also mean that we are getting towards the end of the episode itself. But before we finish off, uh, we have some feedback from you, our listeners, to share. Uh, if you would like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out on the show. Uh, now, Scotty, you have our first piece of feedback. So before I start Jeff Goldblooming too hard, uh, over to you. No worries. This is from Will, and he is from this is now I happen to know um, this place. He's from a place in Texas, which is spelt N O T R E E S, no trees, but it is pronounced No Trez. Thank you very much. No Trez, nice. Texas. Yeah. Um, and he says, hi, F- AFB gang. Just wanted to say thanks so much for giving us some minifigure love with episode 317. <laughs> I love hearing reviews of the more high-end items, but I'm super happy to have some smaller scale and pri- scale and price figures back on the show. I'm very jealous of Scotty. Of course you are. Everyone is jealous of <laughs> I'm very I'm very jealous of Scotty getting the Lego Black Canary on the first go. I did truestory.com. I haven't been able to track her down at all. Oh, poor you. If only you were me. Also, I had to seek out... <laughs> I only had to seek out... Sorry, Will. That I'm so delighted that you've read into our show and everything mean that I've said was caused by Adam. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, the, hold on, there's more. He says, also, I had to seek out the Warner Brothers Mystery Minis. Oh, Will, this is a rabbit hole i don't know if you want to go down after the show and i have six different characters now with a few doubles a few wow you're doing better than i am but no exclusives <laughs> yet i will keep trying well will how much money do you have <laughs> i hope all you of it yes yeah. hang yeah. in there will i know and, and I'm, I'm like obsessed with these things now and i'm like you know it's not like warner brothers is my life or anything but it's just like i got this idea in my mind that having these would be really cool um, and, you know, like the Elroy is actually, you know, I mean, it's, it's actually super cute, but not, not something that I you know, could have not lived without. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. You never try Carol and Scott. Just yeah. never. No, that's why I've never, uh, I don't gamble, um, you know, and I've, I've never tried uh, any hard drugs because I have an addictive personality. That's all I'm saying. I know Scott these I received a package from Scotty recently and he just shoved uh, a <laughs> of these Warner Brothers minis in there. <laughs> That's true. A way to clear yes. his yeah. But it's not, I, I got a Yogi Bear. I, I like Yogi Bear. So I was. Yeah. Very, he knows my love of swiping picnic baskets. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's you know what? I just realized they could have done something really unique for the builder figure for this way. They could have had Yogi each, Bear. Each figure come with a piece of a dust cloud or a bush. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh... <laughs> Wait, what, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> I read Rob Liefeld comics back in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, yeah. yeah, I've got to go to bed, people. <laughs> 
Easy done. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode, even though this one was a very special one for me and everyone picked on me and made fun. But, (laughs) hey, you know, a huge grossing franchise film, bigger than any of the other X-Men movies that have come out, including that 90s cartoon series. You you Uh, know what very special episodes are like, but they're hard. Like, like the time that Arnold got touched on the back of the bike shop. You know, it's a you know, well, no, it was his it was his friend and he was shown pornographic cartoons. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, that yeah. does not mix with my apocryphal yeah. memory at all. Check yeah, it no, it, it wasn't Arnold. They they don't go there with the actual main characters on the show. It was his friend uh oh, that goes there. Oh, his friend's life so. be ruined. I understand. Yep. Bye. On that note, <laughs> good journey. <laughs> The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening.